okay, 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 okay. You live in my dream state. Look at my fantasy. I stay in reality. You live in my dream state. Tyler the Creator is music's mad scientist. He's made waves in the music industry, but it doesn't stop there. He's a fashion designer, video director, and cartoon creator. His DIY nature is something many artists aspire to reach but can never attain. He is constantly reinventing himself, yet never loses his core. An unapologetic mastermind. His rough-around-the-edges personality seems to fade around his comrades, including Odd Future and our friend, Frank Ocean. Today we're sifting through the eras of Tyler the Creator and learning what it means to truly be yourself. I said, okay, 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 do get my infatuation and translate into another form of what you call it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, I ain't met you. I've been looking, stopped the waiting for I stopped the chasing like an alcoholic. Hi, so today hey. we're talking about Igor. Mm, yes and no. Igor. Not just Igor. There's there's a whole character arc for Tyler the Creator. And can we just start with <laughs> I'm kidding. We can. I just I mean, No, I think that Igor is the one where I understood him the most. I was like, oh, okay, I get I get it. But it's a good combo of him being commercial and also himself. Hmm. Yeah. I think we should start off with who Tyler is. Hmm. Tyler. The maybe be- not everybody knows who Tyler is. No, the origin story. So Tyler grew up in Cali. Um, he's young, making music. In an interview, he was like, my mom gave me a Black Eyed Peas behind the front album. Which and- I never listened to. We just listened to a bit of it for the first time. Um, it is not the Black Eyed Peas that we know today. Go listen to that album. It's their first album, 1998, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's funky. It's got that 90s-esque Kind of Lauren Hill, just yes. like fun. Groovy. Tribe Called Quest. Can I say that? Yeah. Someone gonna come for my throat. But Tribe Called Quest feel. Yeah. I'm does. a Tribe fan and I can honor them, but I don't want to like. People are like, what? Why would you compare Black Eyed Peas to Tribe Called Quest? But. I think we need no. to do an episode on Black Eyed Peas. Okay. We've brought them up enough. I'm adding it to the to do list. <laughs> but Tyler's mom gives him that CD and he really starts on this journey of man, music is cool, and I'm writing raps at seven, and he's making music, which writing raps at seven sounds like someone else we know. Kanye. Billie Eilish. Oh, well, yeah. That's it. We'll get to her. I always find a way to bring Kanye in. <laughs> um, so. But Kanye is a big part of yes. Tyler's story. So Tyler grows up. He's still writing. He doesn't necessarily do what normal boys his age were doing. He's like a skater. He spends his time at the skate park, and everyone was calling him just white. They were like, oh, this white boy. And Tyler never found himself at home with white kids or black kids. And there's this old sweatshirt line that says, too white for the black kids, too black for the white kids. And I think I feel that way sometimes, too, where you're really, like, within and without, and where do I fit? So... Tyler begins to be inspired by Kanye and Pharrell and Stevie Wonder and finds that these black men are creating music that's for them. Like, they're not holding any sort of mold. It's not too commercial. Yeah, no, it's just them. They're, they're doing their own thing. So he starts writing more, creating more, and he gets two jobs. 
Starbucks and FedEx. <laughs> He's a Starbies boy. What would you order from Tyler? <laughs> if I wa- if I walked up to Starbucks and Tyler was my barista, I would I'd be like, oh my gosh. I would just say, give me whatever you want, and he'd be like, he'd probably be like, I don't care enough. He'd be so like, like, I'm gonna give you a matcha lemonade with Java chips. <laughs> he'd probably make the worst drink. Um, I don't know. I'd probably get my usual. What's your normal Starbucks order? Grande matcha latte with almond milk. Okay. What's yours? Uh, I have two for like summer oh, and winter. Okay. I have two, like a summer. My winter drink because it's winter is a grande blonde latte with soy milk. Blonde. Blonde as in Frank Ocean White blonde. Ferrari. And then. <laughs> okay, and then my summer order is just an iced coffee with. Light ice, extra cream, no classic, and sugar-free vanilla. So you're one of those vanilla. people that holds up the line. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Use, the, use that order. It tastes just like the latte. $2 cheaper. Hacks. Pro tips on sound culture. Well, yes. So he's, I don't know how we got there. He's working at Starbs, and then he also gets a job at FedEx, but he said FedEx was too depressing, which I'm sure it could be like you're just driving a truck alone or you're um, sorting packages. So he begins to work full-time on music. He quits both of those jobs, works full-time with music, finds friends along the way. Odd future, which we've hinted to them like three, four times by now. Yes. Odd future. Odd future. They are pre-Brockhampton, pre just any like rap group, like contemporary rap group. Odd Future was the start, like the seed of it. They were the ground. They were the. They planted the seed for what rap is today, in my opinion. Yes. I think. I think back then it was a lot more like R and B rap was a lot more of a serious game, and they came in. Uh, they joined. Around 2005, 2007, and they they just started hanging out and just like mixing like these super grotesque themes with yeah. like grotesque, really grotesque, crazy. like kidnapping, murder. Yeah, just because they could and they thought it was funny. Like it, they they were just like a group of friends hanging out, just doing what they wanted because no one was looking at them, no one mm-hmm. was paying attention to them, and they all just had a desire to make music. And although they had very scary like themes to their music, they shifted the ideals of the hip-hop music group to being less exclusive and more accepting of whoever. They were like, oh yeah, come in your snapback and your like, banana shirt. <laughs> like, let's be a part of this. And that's where Frank Ocean comes in. And Frank Ocean really, really gives a lot of credit to Odd Future for letting mm-hmm. him in. And I think we can give claps to odd future for making frank who he is and i don't think frank wouldn't have been as great of an artist without them and i I don't think like tyler would have been the artist he is today without odd future i don't think we would have brock hampton if it wasn't for odd future we wouldn't have people like ryan Beatty without odd future yeah um there's so many people like i would even i mean the list goes on and on and on they're like sesame street (laughs) remember that episode so great. You should read the quote that you found. Oh, yes. So, the genius of 
So, preface, Odd Future, it was like 2007. Instagram wasn't a thing. That was created in 2009. And what they had was Twitter and Tumblr. <gasps> Tumblr. So, you they were Tumblr unlocked, boys. Unlocked memory. What was your Tumblr like? Um, It was like moody emo boy. Okay. I had two. Oh. Because one was to be moody and one was to be funny. You were a meme page. I had a, yeah, I had a meme page and then I had a, a sad, a sad uh, one. The sad one was a lot like more popular. Like, oh, I miss people I've never even met. Yeah. I love cities I've never even been to. Yeah, it was like, it was like all black and white. <laughs> Whoa, Tumblr famous. Yeah. Mine was sadly like the bows and no, sparkles. Yeah. I was on girl boss side of Tumblr, I think, like high-waisted, distressed. Sure. <laughs> that was me. I think like both the, are pretty bad. Yes. Both of ours are really bad, I feel like. <laughs> A lot going on. Um, but yeah, Tumblr. So, so <laughs> they used Tumblr because that wasn't, even at the time, that wasn't a mainstream source of media or social media. And so they used that as an underground type of mm. way to communicate directly to their fans. It's a great way to put free content out into the world. Yes. Yes. Um, back then, Tumblr had no um, restrictions. Mm -hmm. So you could post audios, you could post literally whatever kind of content you wanted. There was zero regulations because it's just uh, microblogging, which now we see a ton of, but it was a lot of just blogging. I found a quote that best explains how Odd Future got started and how they are so impactful to the industry today. So the quote says, the genius of Odd Future's Tumblr page was how it made you feel like you were one of the family. You had a front row seat and you got to watch as the group slept on each other's floors, dealt with dodgy promoters, and humbly ate french fries together at a diner. This meant that by the time they did their first TV performance or when Tyler won a VMA and Frank won a Grammy, the day one Tumblr followers felt like they had gone on the same journey and each had a personal stake in their success. For sure, 100%. That totally encapsulates who Odd Future is, what they've done. I think they've done such a good job at building a community that everyone's in on it too. I was just going to say, it's similar to Taylor Swift 1989 on Tumblr, but all the haters are going to come eat me off of that one. But it's true though. It... it I think Tumblr is one of those platforms that allows you to really connect with people in a way that there isn't millions and millions of people We've following seen that with, you. With Frank. We've yeah. seen, yeah, Frank, Taylor. Tyler, Odd Future, Taylor. Like, I think for people to really have an inside look, like, that is one of the best ways mm -hmm. in, the, in the current times of how to do that. Yeah, so Odd Future, they live by their name and <laughs> create. 12 full-length full mixtapes. How odd. No, it's not that odd. But it's just a lot of content. They do it in like three years. I mean, they are pumping, pumping. out. I mean, and, they, and they're just simply doing it for themselves. Mm -hmm. There is no... No label. Yeah. No, no one... Likes. They're not even asking for an audience. Mm -hmm. They're just doing it. Yeah. So they're putting it out and people are, I mean, liking it. I mean, a select group is liking it. I didn't even know that they had 12 albums. Um, but Tyler, really kind of the ringleader of it all, starts to get the, get to work on his 
Oh, oh actually, they released a mixtape, and it does really well. Yeah. Um, after these full length albums, and it's the like classic donut. Yeah. One. And I I like that. I one. like that one too. Um, but then Tyler gets to work on his own album called Bastard, and it releases in two thousand nine. And people really, really like the honesty that Tyler brings to the table. From Bastard, his next album, Goblin. Which, this is how I found him. We need to talk about our first impression What was it? Tyler well, we'll I get think... to mine when it gets to the, okay, that okay. album. Yes. So my first impression of Tyler was Goblin. Watching the Yonkers music video and seeing him eat a cockroach or beetle or whatever the heck he's eating and his eyes are black and then and he vomits he, it up he vomits it all up it's not a fun sight it's not something that i would <laughs> <laughs> so like angry i'm like his biggest enemy I'm like i mean absolutely he's like i mean he is what i feel like this is a lot of like what billy eilish based her her like album and her her career off of is this weird either people love it or people hate it and that's that's and I, it. I hated it. This was a very Eminem-esque, like creating music off of others um, anger. Yeah. And it was a very angry album. Yes, for sure. Um, we're not gonna put any sound bites from Yonkers or from Goblin. I think they're a lot. Yeah, you won't hear. We'll talk about the yeah. consequences of Goblin and the consequences oh, yeah. of early on in his, his career. So, Odd Future, they're just like, don't play by the rules, guys. Do and whatever you want. Tyler really did not play by the and rules. And people are listening. I remember my friends in school would be like, I love Odd Future. They don't care. They don't give an F. And I was like, You're like I do. That's scary. <laughs> um, and... But you know they, who was listening? The country of England. And they said, listening. they said, absolutely not. And they banned Tyler they from said, going Tyler, to England. They said, Tyler, no, if you ever step foot in our country, we'll ban you. The queen will send you far away. <laughs> what is this? What? Anyway, um, so yeah, the UK bans Tyler. And so does New Zealand. And New Zealand. Because they cannot stand this grotesque nature of like how angry this album mm -hmm, is the subject matter i mean i, I don't blame them no if i was the queen of england queen elizabeth the 57th how many are there i don't even know but if i was her i'd be like oh no yeah so no. this they, is a really yeah. dark album and after this he starts exploring which is insane about Tyler is he is so multifaceted. So after this album, he he was like, I'm pretty funny in my own right. So he does a comedy show. He starts yeah. working on cartoons. Loiter Squad, yeah. And so this next album, he's like, you know what? Why don't I bring in humor into my music and not be so angry? Yeah. Because I'm not an angry person. I'm not in an angry space. Mm -hmm. So he releases Wolf. In 2013, that's the cover where it looks like a school photo, yeah. and I thought it was clever. I remember being like, "It's funny, okay. yeah." Um, and this is heavily influenced by Tame Impala and Stevie Wonder, so we see the synths and just the groove, like funk. Yeah. Funky. I don't know. I haven't listened to this one a lot, um, but I think it kind of set Tyler apart not only as a rapper or songwriter, but as a producer. Yeah. And this, and the, and the topic of Wolf 
a lot of it is him dealing with his depression mm-hmm. and his struggles as an artist and, and struggling to make it in the real world. So Tyler's moving forward, moving away from Wolf. Like Ethan said, super multifaceted, can kind of do whatever. Um, and he releases Cherry Bomb, which is another like new era of Tyler. So he really, I, I think this is kind of where from Wolf the Cherry Bomb is where you see him like transforming every single era. Yeah. Like he's becoming a character every single album. Yes. And he like that character is who he is in every aspect. Mm-hmm. We see that the ski mask thing with the the it's like weird little bug cartoon. eyes. Yes. And lots of features on this one. Lots of features. He's grabbing people. He grabs little Wayne. He's like, "Can you come being beyond?" I think it's Smuckers. Yes, yeah. Um, he's like, can you come be on it? And then he plays it for Kanye, and Kanye's like, I want to be on this. And it kind of plays into that nature of Tyler being like, anyone's okay. welcome. Like, come on. Like, kind of feels like a kind of feels like an earlier Kanye album. Yeah, I would say like kind of this like mixtapey. I'm just using everyone else's voices mm. because everyone can bring something better to the table than me, and I'm yeah. just producing. And he's having fun with it too. Yes. So he he said that this is his like personal favorite work and this is the most yes. him album. Which I really like when artists say that they're like certain works are their favorite. Like people are like, what's your favorite song? And they're like, oh, I don't have any. I wrote them all. I'm like, mm, cop That's out. That's not true. You definitely like more than you like others. It's like with children. Like my parents say what? that. <laughs> Sorry, I just pulled, pulled that out of nowhere. This reminds me of one of my first Tyler memories. Uh, I don't know if it was one of the first, but it sticks out to me. Did it involve beetles, cockroach? No, it did not. Any other bug? No, this just (laughs) is weird though. So there was a guy on my floor who really liked my tattoos of art pieces that I have. And he goes, hey bro, I I really want to tattoo so i'm gonna i'm gonna go get one today i said okay he's like I, I really want it to be art like like yours said, okay cool that's awesome so he comes back that night and it's the cherry bomb cover art on his arm he said got the art <laughs> <laughs> and he said it looks like a blob and he said we are not the same said, sir what do you have he goes don't you love it i go I have feelings. Uh, I feel about it a certain way, and I don't love it. It it was weird. In a word, no. I don't. <laughs> In one word, no. In a few, no, I don't like it. <laughs> or love it. But people really latched. I like this album, too. Of like, course, I, the guy on my floor latched onto it. Yes, and I think Tyler does that. Yeah. He kind of... Brings out the misfits and the people that don't always fit in. And he's like, I've got a place for you. Which, that is a key part of Tyler's influence in the music industry and in society as a whole. Around Sherry Bomb, he really starts connecting with the younger people who don't fit in. The people who can't relate to the mainstream music, the indie music like normal R&B, hip hop, and he creates a space for them 
to belong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he starts to become friends with ASAP Rocky. Mm -hmm. They are buds. They've done some one-offs together. And I love ASAP. Sweetie. Also, apparently, he was maybe dating Kendall Jenner. Jenner. Tyler? Yeah. As well as Harry Styles dated Kendall Jenner? Interesting topics. Hmm. Anyway. No, yes. So, Tyler the Creator is making more music. He's also jumping into the fashion world here, too. Golf the floor. Mm-hmm. And it's... Amazing. Amazing. Go look up any and all of the fashion shows. They're so unique. They're so breathtaking but also he just grabs people he grabs like his cousin he found a guy on instagram and he's like do you want to walk like not a model no like a fan on instagram just like if i messaged you and was like not that you're a fan of me <laughs> you're my friend but I was not a good parallel <laughs> but if i messaged you and i said hey like do you want to walk like you've never walked for chanel or versace nah yeah nah nah yeah so I, so Tyler's really driving and and almost like shifting into a new lane of fashion. fashion. And he has the most successful fashion line uh, that a singer owns. Um, I think you're forgetting Kanye West. You're gonna really fight me on that. Yes, because. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Golf Lafleur <laughs> reaches a demographic that Yeezy has yet to hit. Wait, you're right. Skaters and Gen Z. Mm. And it keeps, like, the influence keeps going backwards. Like, it gets younger and younger. Like, you would think, like, oh, it's just going to stop with those the Gen Zers that grew up on it and skate and wear the donut shirts. But, No. Like, still, people younger than Gen Z, which they're still Gen Z, but people younger, younger younger crowd are still loving it and still buying it from Zoomies. From it's, it's, <laughs> the, it's the affordable, fashionable version of what... I, I really think, like, if you like fashion, but you can't necessarily afford, like, the Gucci, like, the high-end Gucci or the, like, not the... Ross Gucci, but like the high end Gucci, Golf yeah. Lafleur is like calling your name, mm -hmm. and it probably fits your lane better. Yes, cool prints, funky art, N like phenomenal cuts, colorways. Yes, color blocking, the use of like weird lines yeah. and um like graffiti art. And you know what brand this is more successful than? Oh, tell them Fenty. Rihanna's? No, uh, what was her fashion line? You're right. Is it Fenty? Mm -hmm. Yes. You're right. Before Fenty Beauty? Yes. They're all named Fenty? Fenty. Fenty. Fenty just went bankrupt. Sad. And they pulled, they stopped production. It's because she won't make music. No, I'm just kidding. It's, actually I think it's because of her skincare and makeup. Yeah, which that's doing really well. And she has a lingerie line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so around, yeah, the time of Cherry Bomb, he's really digging into fashion, to comedy, to cartoons. Like, literally, he has his Having hand on fun. everything. And yes. he has his hand 100% on his music. 
Rumors start swirling online that Tyler is working on a new album, and three songs from the album get leaked online, which, nah, I feel like sometimes artists do that on purpose, purpose. a little bit. Yes. Just a little bit. Tyler releases the album as scheduled, and it's Flower Boy! This is where I really, really like I was like, <gasps> yeah. Oh, we got an artist on our hands. Because I was like, Cherry mm, Bomb's still a little scary. <laughs> but. Says the girl who listens to Kanye. Whatever, whatever. Anyway. Yeezus is my least favorite album. So true. Okay. So true, Vesti. <laughs> so, Flower Boy. So, Flower Boy is Tyler's attempt to go commercial. Hmm. So he was quoted saying that he really needed to kind of clean up his act and kind of put away this like scary, angry and these scary. like we these like weird emotions to get a good rating and good like mm -hmm. just become a notable name in the music yeah. industry and not be the 19 year old kid who was making these jokes because he could and no one was listening Which to him. Which makes me think about the music industry having a barrier to entry also mold to entry like they want you to fold and become this person that you're not which we talk about we'll talk about when we do our grammy episode finally when we talk about the academy but tyler i mean this might have been his next step but it also could have not been his next step but he was like oh i have to do this to like mature sonically and emotionally Th this album i think is I mean, when whenever I listen to this album, I think of Frank Ocean, which mm -hmm. is like self, like I feel like that's a little selfish. You're thinking of his friend, his BFF, but I, it deals with conversation of talking about loneliness and isolation and disorientation and focusing on friendships that aren't lasting anymore and relationships mm -hmm. that never budded. And he's talking about himself in a very reflective, nostalgic way. Sounds like. Say it with me. Channel, Channel Orange. You, you Jinx. You, you get my you get my cues. I don't get your cues. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> um, so this is a super lush album. I mean, it makes sense. Lush. That's a good word. I used to work at Lush Skincare. <laughs> <laughs> that's a plug. Um, it's a very lush album. Very um, evident by the album cover, which is a field of sunflowers. Which he made himself. Yes, a field of sunflowers. With bees all around him, and um, yeah, super lush, super groovy. I think really Stevie Wonder had a hand in um, inspiring yeah. this yes, one yes. too. I like like it's groovy. It feels, yes. but it feels retro. But it's also cohesive. It's a really good cohesive yes. project. Um, we've got features from Jaden Smith, Frank Ocean, Steve Lacey, <laughs> one of my favorite guitarists. Cali Uchis. Yes, Cali Uchis. Yes. I am a big fan of when they collab. Mm. They go very well together. They are a, a phenomenal mix. We should insert a clip. Cali, what you mean? I take it offensive because I'm the hottest flower boy that popped up on the scene. 
feeling better, better than ever, cause you're umbrella, umbrella. So this album is rated 8.5, which isn't Channel Orange, but it is a goodie. And it is marked as one of the best, like, up-and-coming albums of, like, a new breakaway artist. As it should be. Yeah. And it really positions him well to continue doing fashion, to continue doing TV, Mm -hmm. to continue doing stand-up, but allows himself to be painted as an adult. Yes. He does Golf Save the Bees, which was a campaign with Golf LaFleur, um, releases... He, I think he gets a contract with Converse. Yeah. He's with Nike. Yes. They're all in one. So gets a contract with them, releases more things, kind of doing what Kanye wishes he could do. Yeah. Last note on this album. I, yeah. I think it's Flower Boy is, once again, so we kind of saw this in Cherry Bomb, but Flower Boy is definition, like he came up with this character in this world that is this character that you see on the cover of him in this flower field, like field of flowers, and everything is centered around flowers. Everything is centered around like him being this bubbly, like sad boy in a sunflower field. It's like super contrasted. I think it's his first round for what we see coming up next, which is even better Mm -hmm. cohesiveness in every single thing he does. But before the next project we talk about, he does a little fun something something for Christmas. The Grinch. So the Grinch released their new animated version in 2018, which is my favorite version. Which is funny because it comes from the same production company that made Minions. (laughs) And Despicable Me. Yes. I love this version of the Grinch, but Tyler, the creator, does all the composing and he releases an EP with it. And it is Christmas fun. It is Christmas music for Gen Z, but also for everyone. And it's got that Tyler spin on it. So it's super edgy, a little rougher on the edges, like the Grinch. Oh, I see. I see the connection. You know me. This little EP... I always feel like it's Christmas music when I'm not feeling Christmas music, Mm. but it's December 18th and I need, I mean, like, it's Christmas. I think it's so well done. He brings on my boy, Ryan. Ryan Beatty. And I love the two of them together so, so, so much. He also comes out with three singles and everyone thinks, oh, there might be an album coming. They're right, but it isn't in the same vein as these three singles. I think these were just one-offs. Do you think these were kind of closing out the Flower Boy era? My fault. He releases four singles. I forgot about Potato Salad with, yeah. with ASAP, which I love. Go listen to that song. Um, what were you saying? What were you asking? Do you think these actually were finishing the Flower Boy era? Oh, maybe. Maybe they were just like extra kind of like Positions Deluxe by Ari. <laughs> just adding. Just the throwaways. <laughs> But not the throwaways, the best of the album. Anyway. Anyway, but Potato Salad, Peach Fuzz, 435, and Okra all released. I love Peach Fuzz. Okay. Peach Fuzz is on my every year playlist. Like, my summer playlist. Mm, It is a good summer song. It is a good, like, I don't know. I just just love it in the summer. Potato Salad's a good friendship song. Aww. Dedicated to your friends. 
You and me, potato salad. Potato salad, pals. Cheers. So, Tyler the Creator goes a little quiet, but then he goes a little crazy with this next one. So, Tyler releases this statement before the album comes out, the album Igor, this new era of him. So, we go from the, I mean, like, visually, we're going from these bright, like, oranges, these warm browns. Summer. Summer to a harsh pink. Or like a it's like a baby pink and then a harsh black. Hmm. It's like Pepto Bismol pink. Yes, and it's this rough font. Looks like um, thorns or jagged like edges. Yeah. Yes. So it's called Igor, and it's this new character that Flower Boy is gone and yes. Igor is here. This new character that Tyler becomes. And he releases the album along with this letter. And I'm going to read it. Igor, this is not Bastard. This is not Goblin. This is not Wolf. This is not Cherry Bomb. This is not Flower Boy. This is Igor. Pronounced Igor. Don't go into it. Don't go into this expecting a rap album. Go, don't go into this expecting any album. Just go. Jump into it. I believe the first listen works best all the way through. No skips front to back. No distractions either. No checking your phone or watching TV. No holding a combo. Full attention towards the sounds where you can form your own opinions and feelings towards the album. Some go on walks, some drive, some lay in the bed and sponge it all up. Whatever it is you choose, fully indulge with volume. As much as I would like to paint a picture and tell you my favorite moments, I would rather you form your own. If we ever cross paths, feel free to articulate what those moments were for you. Keep it timely, though. I'm not trying to have an Oprah episode. Stank you smelly mucho, <laughs> Igor. I think that sets the album up so well. Yes, it's so fun. I feel like I'm reading a text from him. Like, he just sent this and was like, wait, I'm going to put this on the yes, album cover. He sent it to Frank Ocean. He goes, wait a second. This goes on the album Frank cover. Frank goes, um, just post it on the album. Yeah. So this album truly is a front-to-back piece of work like it is not a i don't know i think when we talk about a lot of like commercial like ready hit albums that go directly number one um it is not a cohesive story you get the cohesive story with imagery or like promotions Mm. this is a through and through cohesive body of work so igor starts with this Opening track called Igor's theme. Yeah, and it's just one long note. Deep, heavy synth. So Igor's theme kind of shows this motif of doom and gloom that's happening, but I, I feel like, and dare I say, in this synth noise, there's a sound of hope in it a little bit. Mm. I think the album, the theme of the album is rejection. But maybe he's holding on to hope that there are people that accept him. Yeah, this album is full about rejection. It is about a boy who doesn't like Tyler back. Oh, unrequited love. <sighs> Been there. <laughs> Haven't we all? Yes.
So <laughs> this album is I, it's it's like a, a fun journey. house. Yeah, say, <laughs> it's like a fun house. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, where are we going now? Okay. What is your favorite track on this album? I would definitely say I think okay, this is what I have saved. I have I think Boy is a Gun and Are We Still Friends. That's the closing track. I think it's super fun. It's like You think I think is fun? Ah ha ha. That's not funny. <laughs> Um, it's, they're, they're like backward, the, the tracks are backwards and forwards, they go silent for a while, or like, yeah. the, beat, the beat fades away, and then it comes back even more, and you're like, oh, okay, taking me here, taking me it's there. It's not an easy listen. No. But I think that's the beauty of it. I love A Boy's Gun. Yes. It, it, it's a song about, it's this, uh, metaphor for the guy killing his dreams and his love. So, um, A Boy is a Gun is funky. It's, it's him just angry at this love mm-hmm. that he doesn't love him back. Wow. I think it's one of the most beautiful. It's snack, smack dab in the middle of the album. Yeah. And I think it's the perfect mid-album song. Hmm. Like realizing he's not gonna get what he wanted. Been Ooh. there. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? He also are we still friends at the end is I I love playing it and Lillian's always like, turn that song off. And I'm like, no, this is like this is good. No, this is necessary. <laughs> and this song is about him going to that same guy and just saying, Well, if you don't love me, can we at least be friends? Hmm, which I think is acceptance. Maybe this is his blonde. <laughs> oh. This is him accepting, like, oh, well, sometimes you can't always get what you want, but you can get what you need. <laughs> so the album also opens after Igor's theme with this really funky song. Either you, you love it or earthquake. love it or hate it. Oh, you make my earthquake. <laughs> it's, I think, one of his first radio songs mm, that's a good point i never thought about that now i'm gonna be thinking about like that. that is one of his radio ready songs which led to his first number one album yes. a, a number one debut on the billboard top 100 igor said whoop going right up to the top but until the next week billy eilish came out with her debut album where do we go when we fall asleep mm. or when we fall asleep where do we go when- when we all fall asleep, no, it's not, it's not where even a do song. we go? What? Did that's you just a, make that up? No, that's <laughs> the song. In one of her songs, she says, when we all fall asleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where do we go? Yeah, there it is, all, in all caps. I was like, that, that was so out of context for me. I was like, it's on a, I don't even know, whatever. That's a, Billie Eilish deserves her own episode, right? But she said over and over how Tyler, the creator, has been an integral part in her becoming who she is as an artist. And I think you can clearly see that in her imagery, in her um, sound, just so experimental, but also really clean with the precise message. Yes. I don't think a lot of people understand that that's where it came from. So they're like, well, this is unique and funky and one of a kind, except it's not. (laughs) It's very much, 
very much so inspired by Tyler. And Tyler is frontrunner of Odd Future, but then also creates his own path and is inspiring others to, to do the same thing. So I think Igor ends with this... If you listen all the way through the album, the number one thing that sits with you is this never-ending buzz that the album opened with, that you are still stuck with that same buzz. Like, I can hear that literal pitch in my head if I thought about it right now. And it's this idea of even when you're by yourself, even when you're alone, there's still, like... You're, there's still this going on. Mm. Your mind is still running. There's always something still going, even if it's in the background. That's deep. And eventually, you have to deal with it. Wow. Can we talk about his Grammy performance with this? Yes. Fire. Well, it was with Boys to Men. And they... It was him, and he painted these, like, this neighborhood... And uh, he was singing, don't, don't shoot me. A boy's again. Was he singing boy's again? That's, you're singing a boy's again. Well, I'm just wondering if like that was not actually it. Mm, it's probably Run. a new magic wand. Yeah. <laughs> so he performs... New Magic Wand at the Grammys, and it's this neighborhood that looks really cute, but as the song goes on, it starts catching on fire, and then he keeps backing up in the neighborhood, and he becomes taller and taller and taller, and then he falls off and dies. And there's a million Igors dressed exactly like him dancing around. Hmm. Insane. Let's, let's philosophize about what that might mean. I feel like he, has, he probably has a message. Well, go first. <laughs> Making me go first. This is in Zoom University. <laughs> okay, so this is what I'd say. This is totally off the cuff. No editing. I'm just going to speak my mind. Go off. I think he sees himself and everyone around him, but he's not able to enter into those spaces where those people are. So like at school or at wherever he might go, he's like, yes, I'm, I, I can relate to you. I can be with you. I, I live life with you. I've gone through the same struggles and yet I'm still not included. And so like, that makes me like not want to like, yes, that's tearing the whole community, like neighborhood apart. I think you might be onto something there. No, that was just off the cuff. Well, I think you might be onto something because he said uh, in one of his Grammy Awards, like winnings or whether it was a post interview, but he said uh, the Grammys just put you in a category. Mm. They put you in R&B hip hop if they don't know what you are. And if you're not charting pop and if you're not country... Where do they put you? Hip-hop. And he was like, I'm not hip-hop. Like, I'm not hip-hop like Eminem. I'm not hip-hop like Drake. Kanye. Kanye. Yeah. He, and he's like, and I mean, I think I would classify him as hip-hop. Yeah, but I think that's not our... That's not our call. Mm -hmm. I And I see where he's coming with yeah. this. There's a whole mass group of people who get chunked into alternative... Or there's a whole mm. chunk of people who get rock. thrown into rock. And it's like, 
that is not a rock album. And it's not even, dare I say, the Academy doesn't base it off of the music. They base it off the charts. Oof. Tweet that. So the alternative is like your Phoebe Rogers, your Maggie Rogers. Phoebe Bridgers. Bridgers. I was already thinking of Maggie Rogers. Which aren't we all. (laughs) But But it's like artists like that. Frank Ocean's found himself in that. Um, And they're not alternative. I wouldn't really call them alternative. Mm. And the Academy is doing that because they're not Dua Lipa. They're not Miley Cyrus. They're not Lizzo. If that makes any kind of sense. I have a love-hate with the Grammys. Will I be tuning in this year? Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Will I be rooting on Phoebe Bridgers? 100%. She's up for five. Yes. Anyway, we're not talking about her. No, yes. But Igor is all songs written, arranged, and produced by Tyler himself. He's doing his own thing. Insane. Yes. And it's working. And people are beginning to reciprocate the acceptance that he's given to the world. Sweet. So I think at this time too, something to bring back up is his fashion. Hmm. So around the same time as Igor really like going number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah, this is just two years ago. Two years ago. Golf LaFleur is really taking off. And he's quoted saying... He's, he's just building a community. And he's building a community. And with that, he's selling the lifestyle. Yeah. I love that. He's not selling a product first. He's selling a community. And I think that traces back to his roots in Odd Future. So Tyler's back to work and has released two singles in 2020. Ooh. Maybe thinking... New album? Hmm? But I don't feel like Igor has ended. Mm. I don't think the era has ended. Or maybe there's more he has to say, but with a different character. Mm. Yeah, I think he could take, he could do something just as good as Igor, even better, but just like different. I think people want to see different. I think people like and expect different from Tyler. Tyler, the creator, has been in the industry, leaving his mark for over a decade at this point. Yeah. He has been fiercely creating his footprint with Odd Future, defining what being your own artist is, as well as pushing boundaries every single album creating new characters, leaving the way for who knows who. He's almost 30 now. Same. My birthday is this week and I'm almost 22. (laughs) Had to plug that in there. But yeah, he's almost 30. So this has been a long journey that he's been on, of inviting others in, creating a world, wrestling with stuff, being unapologetic about who he is, but keeping his community close and his family close the whole way. I, I have a better appreciation of who Tyler the Creator is, maybe after talking through it with you, but also listening to his albums, really watching like supplementary content like watching his interviews seeing how much fun he has with people and also how he just is off the cuff really un- unrehearsed kind of just himself his interviews with zane Lowe are always so interesting because they're not rehearsed they're not practiced and yet they're always so real showing the true artistry 
of Tyler. And they're really showing him as a person, the same as all of us trying to figure out what to do in this world. And how do we deal with these emotions that we're not told how to process? And, and we don't know how to pro like, no one tells us how to process heartbreak. And yet we're thrown into this world expected to just deal with it. And I think Tyler is doing a very beautiful job and just being exploratory of how to deal with things like heartbreak and falling in love. And at the same time, that is his career. Thank you, Tyler. Thanks, Tyler. We'll see you next week as we continue volume three of Frank and Friends. Yippee-dee-doo.